Hello and welcome to Behind the Journey. On this show, I talk about the people who are destroying our industry. Hello everyone, I hope everyone is fabulous as always. Um, I've had quite a nice week. I had um, Monday and Tuesday off. Tuesday I decided to go to a, a lovely spa day, uh, relax um, and uh, hit them steams, hit them saunas uh, and just, just genuinely just kind of chill out. You know, I'm a big, big believer, as all of you know, that we should all be chilling out and relaxing wherever we can. I think it makes a huge, huge impact um, whenever... Um, you're kind of on the go that way you are listening to this podcast. You know, I know you're working hard, you're grafting for whatever you are, because if you weren't, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? You're all go-getters. And I said a few weeks ago that I want you all to go in and, and plan some relaxation, get a holiday booked in, just do something that is going to relax you. And I did exactly that. I had Monday and Tuesday off. Tuesday, I went to the spa. I was there for about four or five hours, had a lovely lunch as well. It was just really relaxing uh, and really chill. And... Um, you know, the moment the spas opened up again, I was on, on the phone straight away saying, look, guys, can you get me a space at the spa? And uh, some of they squeezed me in. There's a lovely uh, a lovely Hindu happening at the same time, which was kind of pretty wild. But I just kind of kept myself to myself, nice and chill, nice and relaxed, and just um, just kind of soaked in all that energy. It was really, really nice, really nice time. So uh, go to a spa, guys. I mean, any even you kind of man, manly men out there, right? I'm telling you now, you know, you want to go to the spas, you want to relax. Really, really, really fucking underrated the spas. Um, I'm a big fan. Big, big fan. But um, I want to talk about something kind of quite uh, interesting that I've picked up on over the last few days. And um, I've got this theory now that every single time we talk to somebody from our industry, we are setting an advert for the industry. We're setting an advert for people who are entering the industry. We're setting an advert for people who are looking at working with the industry. We're constantly on the advertising sector of our own industry if you're an accountant right and someone comes to you and says what's it like being an accountant the way you react is the way that person then believes it's like to be an accountant if you're looking at um providing a service and someone's using you as an accountancy practice and you do a terrible job the way that person will perceive accountancy is the way that they perceived the job you did and that's just natural facts of life right the last uh, the last uh, reaction and feeling you have from a certain individual is how you feel about that individual. And it's the same way as the last um, connection and contact with an industry is the way you'll feel about that industry. And the reason I talk about this, the reason I brought this up is I heard a story recently of somebody who went for a job interview at um, a software company. And um, it was a five-stage interview process. Five stages, madness. Five-stage interview process. Um, you know, CV, uh, meeting, uh, meeting with the CEO, uh, three-hour test on you know uh, what box goes where. You know, one of those bullshit tests. Um, a pitch, campaign pitch, and a copywriting task. You know, big, big, big interview process. Five-stage interview process. Now, you, you're thinking that straight away, you'd think, oh, crikey, like what head of role are they going for? Because that's a serious, serious recruitment task. And look, I've been recruiting the marketing game for five or six years now. And I can tell you right now, I've never put anyone through a, rigor a vigorous test like that. Never. Even our senior guys have never been through tests like that. And maybe that's stupidity, maybe that's immaturity from my standpoint, but I've never, ever, ever had someone have to do a test like that. 
And um, the reason that I don't have anyone to, to do a test like that is um, I think it's unfair to have someone through a five-stage process for any job, to be honest with you, uh, for any job. And um, when someone is applying for your role, they're making a punt on you the same way you're taking a punt on them. And I don't think you need five stages to figure out whether someone will be a good enough task for the business. I think you could easily have a, is this person a decent bloke, decent girl from a conversation? And can this person do the job and a task? If you wanted to find out, you, that's all you have to do. You don't need to do a five-stage process. You don't have to meet you and then do a separate meeting and meet the CEO and then a separate thing to do this. You know, people have got lives. People have got lives. You know, I've always I've always said, look, I wish people were more go-getters. I wish people would work really hard. I wish people would put themselves out there. I've always believed that. But there's a fine fucking line between putting yourself out there and being taken advantage of. And when I heard this story, the girl said to me she didn't get the job because um, of her – what was the phrase she used? Because of her attention to detail. This is somebody that already passed the pitch – already passed the, C the CV, already had passed the, um, the task, already passed the two interviews, but failed, according to this email that was sent, failed because she didn't finish the hour and a half um, copywriting task in an hour and a half. And to their own definition of, yes, you shouldn't be able to finish it, it was a, it was a rushed, rushed challenge. I think it's horseshit. I think it's embarrassing. I think it's a disgusting way to enter the industry for graduates. And I put this on LinkedIn earlier today. I said, look, guys, have anyone ever come across anything like this before? And unfortunately, there was an overwhelming answer of yes. This sort of bullshit behavior is happening more and more and more by egotistical hiring managers who think they have a rod up their ass. Now, I'm sorry to say it how it is. But if you are interviewing someone for a graduate role with no work experience and no skills required, you should be hiring that person on moldability and personality. You shouldn't be getting to anything else. Moldability, can I mold this person to be the role that I want? Do they have the graph to make it happen? And will they fit in with culture? They are the three things you are looking for. You're looking for those three aspects. It does not require a five interview process. Now, here's the thing. There could have been another stage after this. We don't know. This might have been another stage after this. It could have been a seven-stage interview process. I wouldn't even know. But the girl said to me, she said, I would finish something and they'd say, well done. And then they'd give me something else to do. And I finished that and they'd say, well done, they'd give me something else to do. It was a complete and utter piss take. And I honestly believe that it's hiring managers' ego. I feel that they've just not hired many people before. It was a small, small company, I think less than 10 staff, maybe eight staff. And if this is how they conduct their interviews, I mean, first and foremost, is that what how much time has been wasted on hiring? Big fucking problem there in my books. But second of all, get off your high horse. Yeah, get off your fucking high horse. Jesus Christ, get off your high horse. Your job isn't that special. It's just simply not. I'm sorry to break it down to you. Your job isn't that special. No one's job is that special when you're hiring a graduate. I'm sorry. I remember when, um, a good example is, I remember when we all went to, to, to university, right? And the, the number one job everyone wanted to go for, I can't remember the exact company. I think it was, was it a car rental company calls. I don't know, I can't remember what it's called. That's how much I care about it because of E. Um, something rent a car. Enterprise rent a car, right? I think I think it was that one anyway. I might be wrong. So I might be wrong for legal reasons. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone was fucking buzzing about 
going and getting a job there and you know, getting a graduate program there. It was like the bee's fucking knees. If you were getting a graduate job at this at this company, right, people would absolutely love it. Like, oh, well done, you've got the graduate program. Every single person I know went to this graduate program. It was a really hard fought challenge, you know. Stage after fucking stage after stage. Oh, what stage are at stage four? What stage are at stage six? Crikey, stage after stage. I didn't know if it went for it, obviously. Stage after stage. And then they'd come back, and there would be like two people from the university that got into the, the hugely amazing uh, course, you know, graduate course. Not one person that's there now. Not one person is there now that I know. It was awful. They, they worked you to the bone. They destroyed you mentally, right? You were grafting so fucking hard, you didn't have any social life. This is what it means. This is what I think it means when a company is squeezing you by the balls on the interview process. I think it means... They're going to work you to the bone when you start. And I'm not, I'm, I'm always up for hard work, man. Like, come on, you know me. I'm always up for hard work. But there's a fine line between a graduate job, a fucking your first job out of university, the role that's going to nourish you and going to, going to mold you and the role that's going to put you in the right path and the right career and where you learn the most. And basically being shoved through a egotistical tryout. And that's, my, that's my opinion on it. It's my only my opinion. It's not fact. It's my opinion. I'd love to know your thoughts, whatever you think. But on LinkedIn, there was an overwhelming agreeance that it was fucking ridiculous. And I've spoken to a few different people in the industry now, you know, who said, guys, have you heard about this? Like, is, this, is it just me or is this fucking just weird? And they've all said, Pete, it's weird. And they didn't say it was, they didn't say that it was out of the company was being disrespectful. There's a, there a strong agreement that actually it wasn't the company that were being twats, right? It was they just didn't know any better. You know, it's like that whole, you know, they didn't know they were being dicks. They were just being dicks. And I think that's kind of acceptable um, to a degree. But I think it's then down to somebody to tell them, you're being a dick, boys. Like, just figure this out. Then that happen again. Because I don't think you sometimes know when you're being a dick. I know I've been, I'm well aware that sometimes I don't know that I'm, I'm saying things in a certain way or I'm acting in a certain way. I sometimes just don't know that. Um, and in that case, maybe they don't. Um, but hopefully they saw my post. Um, I do have the, them on, on LinkedIn. Hopefully they saw my post and maybe they linked two and two together. I don't know. And um, hopefully it will change some, some policies there. But I'm just a guy with a microphone on a podcast, right? I don't know. I just say how it is and get my thoughts down paper. But it made me really realize and understand you know, if, if you come to an interview here at Distracts and you didn't get the job, I'll call you. If I'm in that interview, I'll call you and say, look, very sorry you didn't get the job. And that's, and that's even if you've only wasted half an hour of your life, right? I'll call you. This company just sent an email saying, sorry, I didn't get the job. It's a nine hours of, of work. Mad. Mad, mad, mad. I'll call them after half an hour because I really believe that maybe it's not now, right? Maybe they weren't the right person now. But I want to make sure that person leaves, you know, a bit maybe disappointed. But they leave knowing that we weren't a bellend. We weren't a bellend place. It was the, the wrong time. And um, maybe in the future, it, it will work out. And that's what I've always tried to do. I've always tried to, to, to leave scenarios in a better way than I entered them. Because um, you never know, right? You never know the way the world turns. You never know the way, which way the world works. Um, so always try and end um, conversations and scenarios in a better way than you, uh, you entered them. That's just my core motto. Um, I think it's been really nice this week. And um, one of my mates has, has been going through a really, really hard time. And, you know, you know, guys sometimes, they, they kind of shell up, right? They just, just kind of shell up and they just kind of focus on themselves. They try and, like, you know, process whatever thoughts they're going through themselves. And when they kind of process their thoughts, they come back out of it and they go, yeah, I've processed my thoughts. Cheers, buddy. But one of, my, one of my best mates decided that he just wanted to go off the grid for a bit, right? 
and uh and just just process his thoughts and i you know i really did try and push to be like come on mate like you can talk to me about it he's like nah i just need to process these thoughts man i'll be back i'll be back just i need some space from all, from all the boys and he didn't speak to any of the boys for a while uh, and i gave him a call last week and just said oh, you've been quiet mate for too long like you know how you doing and uh he just kind of let me know like he's all good he's in a really good place right now he's, he's in a much better place than he was before just you know sometimes you need time right to process things um I've been speaking to him every single day since since I started speaking again. It's been fucking fantastic. You know, he's such a nice guy. And, uh, you know, there's certain people in this world that you just want to glue yourself to, right? You just want to glue yourself to. Uh, and when you do find those people, you know, um, make sure you hold on to them. It's, it's really fucking important, man. Um, I feel like there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot out there of, you know, guys just not really fucking bounding together, right? You know, some of us are happy just chilling and playing PS4 or whatever um, or going out for a beer. Pick up the phone and show the chin wagging your boy. It's not, it's not a fucking bad place to be, man. It's not a bad place to be at all. I'm doing this weekend. This weekend, I'm going for a party. Be kind of cute. Um, I'm still baffled I haven't had COVID. I'll be honest with you. I'm just gonna, I'm waiting for the day where I go on this podcast and say, "Hi guys, welcome to the show." And today I've got COVID because I think this is going to happen at some point. Um, still only single vaxxed. I just, I feel like it's inevitable at this point. Everybody I know around me is getting COVID. Literally everybody I know. Um, and I think it's just gonna, it's just gonna take me at some point. Um, our fourteen days of downtime when I and then I'll be back, savage as always. But I just think eventually it will just take me out. So I'm just waiting for that moment. Um, and I think you know, that's then because that vaccine doesn't seem to be holding too well uh, against cases. I mean, and it means nothing, but no one wants to get sick, right? Um, and obviously single vaccine can do shit when the bad boy comes to knock. So. But then I went to Newcastle. So I think I'm really confused. But I went to Newcastle, went to the clubs, went to the bars, and get it. So I don't have to fucking know, mate. Maybe I, maybe my immune system's half decent. Maybe it's not fucking crocs like they think it is. Who knows? Who knows? I want to go on holiday, man. I want to go on holiday again. I want to go, go in Barcelona next week, next next month. Sorry, but these bloody tests and PCRs and stuff kind of confuse the shit out of it. And um, I just don't feel like I want to go through that process of getting a vaccine again after the debacle that happened last time. You know what I mean? I'm just. Just chilling, man. Just chilling. Always chilling. You know me. Um, on the things launching, what is that? 10 days time, maybe? 10, 12 days time? Give or take a little bit. Um, yeah, everything's here. I've got, the, got the boxes now. Got the products now. Got the cards now. Uh, it's looking pretty cool, man. Like, it's an exciting time. Exciting time, but nervous. I always get, I say this to everyone. I said, I, I, I'm always fine going into the process. And then as soon as we're about to launch, get a little bit nervy. Get, get a little bit nervy. And, you know, we're on like business number, I don't know, six now. Maybe five, I don't even know what number we're on now. And I still get nervy. I still get nervy every single time. Just the way the, the cookie crumbles. Just the way the cookie crumbles. So if you are launching a business and you get nervous, yeah. Don't get fucking easier, mate. Like it does not get any easier. So, um, just just roll with them punches and uh, press the on button. But I had an interesting call this week with a with, with a with a business I'm looking at investing in. Um, many of you may know that we offer a perk for our staff, which involves two free holidays a year. So, if you're a member of Distract staff, every year you get two free holidays paid for by Distract. It's a new new perk we rolled out, which I think is fucking insane, right? Uh, I was on Twitter the other day and. Um, one of the lads at Bumble said, "Oh, our perks are insane." I said, "Is it two free holidays? Two free holidays paid for a year, though, you know." And then I had someone else from, from a perk company call me and say, "Oh, what's your, what's your perks like?" I said, "Are the best? The best going?" Like she goes, "Oh, I've heard that before." I said, "No, two free holidays paid for a year." So it's insane, right? Well, I've been speaking to the the, the, the business that offers that package about investing, and they got back to me and said that we we, we are taking investment in October. 
So I'm trying to squeeze myself into the round. They do a business-to-consumer offering normally where you basically pay monthly for a holiday. Um, but we kind of spoke to them about, for us, we wanted it. We wanted to pay monthly for a holiday, but we wanted it for our staff, right? So we were the first people to in- incorporate the holiday perk for your staff. Um, and now they're building it out as an actual service. I said, look, because you're building out B2B holidays as a perk, as a service, I think they'll fucking blow up. Because the way perks work is it's always one, one-upmanship, right? This is my theory. It's always one-upmanship. It started with perk box, right? Oh, everyone gets a perk box. Then it was everyone needs a gym membership. Then it was everyone gets more holiday. Then it was, oh shit, two free holidays a year. Now every agency in the UK has to do it because someone has done it. And then no one can cancel subscription because you can't go to your staff and say, you're no longer getting two or three holidays a year. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's really, really fucking interesting about this level of one-upmanship in, in, in perk space. So if I can invest in what I believe is the best perk that's not overly expensive, um, I think we can get a nice exit on that. So I'm uh, trying, to, trying to invest in that business. But anyway, I just give it a run. Um, I haven't done a huge amount of exercise this week because I've been busy. Um, but I'm really getting back on the swing of things. I'm really fucking loving life at the moment, eating my salads, doing my run, not drinking, key one, not drinking, drinking more water than ever before, getting back into the right frame of mind. Uh, obviously, we had a COVID outbreak in the office, so I've been working from home, but I'm back in the office by myself at the moment because I just can't do working from home. Um, uh, thanks for everyone who's buying the book still. Like, I really rate that. Um, if you didn't get a copy, appreciate you buying that book. It means a lot. I'm going to leave you, uh, leave you now because I'm going to go lock up the office, go for a run, and get some salad down me. But as always, uh, keep smiling, keep doing your thing. I'll speak to you guys next week.